you know, I love doing bones. I love it. But did you could you you couldn't wait for me to do the Logan? Do you Spoiler know how thing? difficult you know how difficult it is to get everybody together? My God, Indy, you know it's tough to get him. And come on, Blanche and John Divas, come on, you know that. Oh, but I don't want to. Okay, wanna okay, no I know. I understand, Mrs. C. You gave me the room over the garage. I can fix this. <laughs> oh, Arthur, could you? <laughs> I can fix this. So here, okay, here's what we'll do. I'm going to work some magic. But first, but first, before I work my magic, okay, let's get a boner because I have three very important words. Buck and Wanda. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, Oh, it's Demolition Derby. I think we're going to see Buck and Wanda. <laughs> as soon as that picture popped up, Walter and I are like, wait, are we getting, are we getting a, it has to be, it has to be. Yeah. I cannot believe they gave us a final Buck and Wanda. I'm so glad they did. And it tied into the plot too. Perfectly. And they, we, they, they couldn't do that without having Buck and Wanda. I mean, well, you, you're right. You're right for the, I mean, we should have been expecting it for the, for the final series but it was a very nice surprise it was nice to see Stephen fry again it was so i was so happy to see him i was like oh good gordon gordon now here's a thought now while we were watching it walter made the comment that he was starting to get a little bit worried because Stephen fry shows up at the opportune moment when they are working on zach's case and he just happens to help um Hodgins. Hodgins find, you know, who is supposedly the first apprentice. And he's like, oh, man, they're not going to make Stephen Fry the big bad, are they? And I said, let's wait and see what happens. If we get more guest stars over the next couple of weeks, no. If we don't, yeah. and that then they could be doing that, which would suck. But if we get more guest stars, maybe it's just guest stars. And then, of course, this week we got Betty White. Yay. I think, I think. They're going to try and bring back their really special guest stars because uh, they have so far. I mean, yes. they, they, Dave Thomas was in it, yes. but he wasn't as his character. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, I thought, why wouldn't he be the guy who had that thing going on with the prosecutor? Yeah, I was waiting. I, I know when he first popped up, I'm like, OK, hair dye, not the same guy. The fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah what? I don't. <laughs> but I do not think. Now, and even Walter said the same thing after seeing Betty White. It's just the giving our guest stars one last big moment. Our favorite, our favorite, favorite guest stars. Yep, indeed. Um, and once, and I got to say, at least in the uh, Buck and Wanda episode, my absolute favorite moment, and you knew this was going to happen. You had to have known this was going to happen. Mm -hmm. Brennan losing her shit during the demolition derby. Yes, that she would finally go, ah, gotta get them. Yes. You knew it. You she just. Had been so, she had been so contained and just so pent up and just all this rage about everything that's been happening. So, so I mean, it, it was a it was a beautiful it was a beautiful thing, and it was nice seeing um, Betty White again. All as always, oh, yeah. nice to know she's still alive and she's still kicking. Still kicking. I like also that how. Um, well, this latest, the, the radioactive party panthers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I, I was pissed. <laughs> I wanted David Plastino to be the killer. I was so excited. I thought he was. I was like, oh, this is awesome. Yes, yes. We <laughs> were. Bud uh, killed somebody. <laughs> we were both going, Bud Bundy's a murderer. Yes. 
close, and then we went, no, oh, wasted opportunity, guys. And that would have been awesome. I would have loved to see Bud just get frog-marched out of there. Yes, but in the, <laughs> you know, but in the interrogation room, that would have been awesome. His big speech at the end, oh, but it's okay, it's okay. It was still a good episode, but yeah. here's my question. Did mm-hmm. you see the trailer for the final two? Oh, the explosions, and they're locked in the lab. Yeah. So, I'm telling you, Wedding will be final episode. Yeah, Wedding's got to be the final episode. And I'm sure everybody's fine. Because they already had their funeral. I I don't know. I, uh, though, you know what? Yeah, nope. two episodes in, two episodes they're in. Not gonna, they're not going to. You're right. They're not going to kill off anybody. What I want to, um, one of the things I noticed, particularly with this past episode, especially this past, I mean, only this past episode, um, that they're. They're kind of letting go, people. They're kind of <laughs> kicking some people out of the nest, like, go, be free. But Aubrey is still obviously involved um, with oh, the FBI. Gonna, but, it's two yeah. more episodes. He's not going to leave by then. Yeah. But Wendell might, and maybe that opens up. Maybe Zach will be part of the team again. Because, uh, I mean, I believe I saw a picture of him in a still for this episode. Great. So I believe he is going to be in it. I believe they are bringing him back for at least one of the episodes of the two-part finale. Oh, that would be awesome. I would so, be very, very happy. So we have two episodes left. Oh, I'm going to miss it. Thank you, TNT, for continuing to show it. It's strange hours, granted, but thank you. How many years has it been? What, 12 years? This is its, Yeah, this is its 12th season. So it, they're, And they're... I have to give at first I because I was a big castle person and I thought, oh, you know, bones, whatever. It took them so long to get there, blah. But hats off to Hart Hansen. And I think he's just he created this great series that was perfectly done. And it it didn't have it didn't get this tacked on like castle. Stupid <laughs> ending. <laughs> It, no, I didn't, think it didn't go to shit. We're going to get an ending that gonna the get show an ending and the audience deserves. We actually would have gotten that if ABC had canceled Castle after Andrew Marlowe stepped away. <laughs> because that last episode from Andrew Marlowe, that was it. Yep. That was that was the book. It was bookended. It was a big book show, and now he's with – it was bookended. It was perfect. That's me. I stopped watching Supernatural after the creator left. You know, I, I watched don't really... the first five seasons of Supernatural, and then when the creator left, because he said he was done, he told the story he wanted to tell. I'm like, I'm done too. Yeah, uh, I don't watch the recent ones. I like the early ones. I like the Monster of the Week. <laughs> I like Castile. I like Castile. I indeed, like him. Indeed. But all right. So anyway, that's another show. In two weeks. Mm. Before before the big before we get into Asian stereotypes. You and I say goodbye to Bones. Yeah. But before we say goodbye to Bones, you and I have to talk a little bit about a movie. And now I'm going to do the magic. You ready for the magic? Oh, yes. I am going to do a magic incantation, and then we will be able to talk. And here is the magic incantation. Okay. Okay. Live from New York, it's Saturday night! <laughs> slum, 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 
Slumgullion. Slumgullion. We've got season two of the Slumgullion. Jeff and Scott still host the Slumgullion. I still don't know what that word means. Do, 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 do. Slumgullion, we still got some guests on the Slumgullion, we're not showing breasts on the Slumgullion, should probably fade on the Slumgullion. And welcome, I'm your host Scott Clevenger, that's your other host Jeff Holland, and today we're joined by the new movie crew, Blanche Ramirez, John Zura, and at this performance, the role of Mary Clevenger, usually played by Mary Clevenger, will be played by Andy McDaniel. Today we have a special all-unknown movie challenge episode, and the film we'll be discussing is an action-packed yet solemn elegy focusing on an aging hairy man whose superpower is failing him, entitled Ron Jeremy. How long have you been waiting for that joke? Well, when about an hour because of the uh, technical problems. Oh, okay. <laughs> when did you write that joke? <laughs> well, I was waiting for you guys to get on. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sometimes delays are productive. <laughs> <laughs> All right, never mind then. It's a good joke. Thank you. So the film we're discussing is Logan. And uh, just on a personal note, I saw the first film in the series, X-Men Origins Wolverine. Uh, but I didn't see the second film, The Wolverine, because I saw the first film, X-Men Origins Wolverine. Um, Understood. Yeah, any- same here. Has anybody seen all three? Actually, no. I have. Oh, have you? Okay. Yeah, I, I sat through I sat through the second one. Um, in a, in a way, I'm kind of glad I did, but I'll get to that. There's a there's a real nice Easter egg. The, the guy who directed Logan, James Mangold, also directed the second one, The Wolverine. Yes. And um, he has admitted that there is a beautiful reference to logan in the wolverine he set up the ending to logan in mm-hmm. in that film oh is that where what's her name yukio foretells his future yeah yeah um some people pointed out that you know i mean the end of logan kind of matches that as well even though we got it at the end of wolverine because he was he did have his heart because there was a virus parasite that he had to get out but um mangle freely admitted oh no that's exactly what it meant so he has had this planned all the way back when the Wolverine came out. Ordinarily, I wouldn't believe that. I believe but, this. Yeah, I kind of do, because it's such a beautifully laid out film. Well, let's start off by saying uh, how weird that the law of diminishing returns has ceased to function. That the third film in this series is actually so much better than the first one. And the second one combined. (laughs) This is, this is, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to throw this out there and then I'll shut up for a few minutes. Here's why I fucking hate this film. I fucking hate this film because it made me give a shit about comic book characters. And I know that must have been galling for you. I fucking hate, I, I was weeping like a baby at the end of this movie the first time I saw it. I was openly bawling, fuck James Mangold, fuck Hugh Jackman, and especially fuck Patrick Stewart for making me care. <laughs> God, I love this film so much. Well, this... tell us how you really feel. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is on my list of favorite films of all time now. 
Mm. I don't know where it is, but I've seen I have seen Logan three times in the theater now with three different people and three different groups. And each time everyone has walked out just utterly gut punched. I I I like I said, I'm going to let you guys talk for a while after that rant. But I just I am blown away by how brilliant this fucking film is. And I'm done. You know, Jeff, I was gut punched, too, because I was saddened to see yet another great action star reduced to doing a children's film, a movie with children. <laughs> this is his kindergarten cop. And I was saddened. Yeah, next, next, next time he's going to be he's going to be cast, you know, opposite a dog. It's going to be his canine or his Turner and Hooch. But thank goodness it's not the 70s anymore where it would have been a chimp. So, so, so at what point will Hugh Jackman star in a movie where he is pregnant? Oh, wait. Oh, wait, wait, wait. There's one last Hugh Jackman thing I want to throw out. You know, actually, actually with, with with this plot, he could be he could be pregnant with his own child. That's very that's easily. true. That's Logan's <laughs> progeny. <laughs> that's the short prequel film to Logan to set it up. <laughs> Because what? how long before Hollywood realizes the absurd uh, popularity of M-Preg in fan fiction? <laughs> it's, it's overdue. Frankly. Blanche, Blanche, oh, uh, you will appreciate not. this. I saw an interview with Hugh Jackman and Patrick Stewart, and apparently while they were filming this movie, Patrick Stewart and Hugh Jackman got to talking, and Patrick Stewart said that the role that Hugh Jackman must play is Sweeney Todd. And Patrick, oh, wait, it gets better. And Patrick Stewart has said, and this is on camera, I saw this, that if Hugh Jackman portrays Sweeney Todd, he will come in for at least a week and play Judge Turpin. Oh, somebody please make this happen. Yeah, so this needs to happen. We need to start some sort of campaign to get this to happen, if only for that one week. Can, Can we add a twist to it? Where they're they're doing Sweeney Todd, but as Logan and Xavier. <laughs> yeah. Oh, don't get up. You. We don't need the barbers, Jared. Stay where you are. <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't need razors. Yeah, they're, they're built in. <laughs> so, okay, I have a real quick question to ask everybody, and this will be a good way for me to shutting up. What did you guys think of? Uh, which I, just for Tony, the Deadpool thing at the beginning. Oh, I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. Now, uh, oh, we, oh, we missed it. I'm sorry. I saw, I saw the, yeah, I saw the Deadpool thing online. I yeah, so I saw it online first, which oh. was the extended cut. Because we uh, saw, we saw it on uh, we saw it at the Directors Guild at a at a SAG. Yeah, we saw it at a SAG. Oh, screen, so. oh wow! Oh, wait, wait, okay. wait, 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 wait! So they showed wait they showed the Deadpool thing before Logan in the theater. Yeah, that's oh, the extra. Yeah. That's, and, the, the, and, the film had been extended by three minutes, and people thought it was going to be a post credit scene, but it turned out to be the Deadpool thing. Well, that yeah. created some false impressions. Yeah, and and not even at least in the in when I saw it, it wasn't even like. In the in the previews section, the movie started, and yes. then there was the that's Deadpool exactly too. how they do it. Yeah, the only Which reason I why, was fun. yeah, <laughs> I, the only reason why I brought it up is because I know some people thought it was going to be an end credit scene. I'm going to say I'm actually very glad that they didn't do it as an end credit because after that movie, the Deadpool thing would have been completely wrong. At the beginning of the oh. movie, it worked. Oh yeah, 
I can see that. Definitely. Especially how, how Logan starts, because Logan starts, and it's almost a little funny. There's some dark humor in it. So it blend it flowed well from the Deadpool thing into the the dark humor of Logan at the start. <laughs> Nothing funnier than pierced brains. Hell yeah! <clears throat> Punctured cerebellums, always good for a laugh. Th- that that was one of the things that made me really happy about this movie because it harkened back to thoughts I had while watching the second X Men movie. When Wolverine is tearing ass through the mansion, just slicing through dudes. And I'm like, this is incredibly violent. Those people are dead, yep. but you see no blood. And this yep. finally, the same thing happens in this movie. And oh, no, yeah, no, there's no question. They are slaughtered. Yeah, we're, we're not we're not cheating any angles to get a PG rating. We're. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I think that. Had... Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Oh, I just no. Keep going. I'll I'll finish when you're finished. All right. I was just going to say that I think the fact that this was so brutal and so bloody is part of the reason. I mean, you, sometimes when I see that in a movie and it's kind of over the top and you get desensitized over the course of the film and when it reaches the end and it wants you to feel something, I'm no longer capable of it because I've sort of shut down emotionally because it's just throwing blood and guts at me. The fact that this was so bloody and there were just grotesque consequences to to all the fights oddly enough made me feel the opposite that mm-hmm. it made it made the, his, his pain so much more palpable so much more tangible and and his death was was a it was weird because you were almost i mean it was tragic but it was almost a really as much a relief to the audience as it was to him I, I, yeah and i also think that maybe some of that, you know, we, we kept it because we, we not only saw him do all of this, but we saw this little girl mm-hmm. slaughtering yeah. people. She was this little feral creature. Just like, when she went wild. Oh, shit. You know, what is her name, by the way? Um, no, Nazi. What is her name? Daphne King. 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 Fucking amazing girl. Daphne oh, yeah. King Fernandez. Yes. Fernandez. Okay. Her father's British. But her, I guess her mother's uh, Mexican. Not. (laughs) Yeah, not. Well, that that actually brings up something that that, uh, was a bit of a logic, minor logic problem that I might have, Blanche, I think you you mentioned this or maybe it was maybe it was John. Right after the right after the film, um, you remarked that that Laura is part of this this tight knit group of kids who were all born and raised together in a lab in Mexico city. So how come she's the only one with a Mexican accent? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Especially when they're setting up the backstory. uh, The, the nurse woman says that they used like exclusively Mexican women to surrogate the children. It makes even less sense. See, that's the point I was going to make when the film is this good. You find the little niddly picking things that you can pick on, pick on it, because you know it, it, all of it's just so great, except these little logic inconsistencies. I never you find them. You know? I well, never even thought ones, about that one. You know, those are the ones that kind of bug because you go, "Oh, so good." I mean, come on, tiny detail, guys. <laughs> yeah, why? Why? Why don't they? Go ahead. Yep. I was just gonna say uh, another one that bothered me, and and. And it's bothered me more the more I think about it. Laura's 11 years old. She's not even close to full grown. 
and I, but I, re- I realized that that from a story perspective, to make her kid Wolverine, they had to perform the same hideous operation where they bond adamantium to her bones. But how's that supposed to work when she's still growing? Uh-huh. Ah, ah, ah. The com- they they never go into it, but the comics may help with this. Okay. In the comics, the character X twenty three Laura, uh, she has the healing factor that Wolverine has. And she has adamantium claws, but they didn't put it on her bones. Okay, except we see her them doing that in the movie. They've got her. They they laid over. Were they, they were they just installing the claws though? No, her shins uh-huh. were her shins were were being operated. Oh, uh, okay. I missed. Also, she rips the bullet out with the teeth, you know, and so I love that. Yeah. <laughs> see, I... She gnaws at her arm to rip the bullet out and spit it out. I was, oh, yeah. makes her all the more feral looking. Yeah. 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 I honestly yeah. thought that the government. My this is my uh, cheap justification for that. I honestly thought they just didn't care. I mean, that would they wanted they work. wanted their immediate weapon. They didn't care if there were going to be any after effects. That was just how I took that. Yeah. I can now, the one the one little thing that that gripe that I kind of had with it was you spend most of the movie with her as kind of a feral mute. And then it reaches a point where she has to start talking like w- w- Logan's got nobody else in the car yeah, with him. So yeah. unless you want an hour and a half of silence and glares, she has to start talking for for a logistical reason. But as soon as she starts talking, she's she goes from like this kind of feral beast like creature to kind of understanding life. Very yes, well. to, the, to this this sort of this sort of sage dispensing dispensing uh, co- yeah, she, cookie she, wisdom. Cause, yeah, because prior to that, you could see her trying to learn and figure out how the real world worked. But as soon as she started talking, it was like, OK, I've got this now. I know exactly how the world works <laughs> and how people are. Well, well, she I, was I, she was always that way, but, but she, because she didn't talk, she said, "Hey, it's not my it's not my place." <laughs> I just slaughter bitches, all right. I'll talk when I damn well please. That's a that's a good point. That did bother me, and 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 obviously it's it, it was a story necessity because by that point anyone else Logan could converse with was dead. Yeah. Uh, my yeah, my my head cannon for it, it. My excuse for it uh, is that up until that point. Um, she has been talking, but she's been talking to Charles in her head. She yep. hasn't had to speak. That's true. Now they go out of their way to make it seem like she's mute because she doesn't speak uh, in the flashbacks or the the camcorder segments uh, mm-hmm. that the nurse took. She doesn't speak to anyone else. She doesn't speak to the kid in the house who gives her the the uh, iPod. Uh, she doesn't. Yeah. They they go out of their way to make it seem like she's mute because they want it to be a reveal. Okay. That's fine. Um, I guess I don't know. It, it did bother me. It, it was a little. It was done for effect. It was. It was a little jarring. I mean, and again, from a storytelling perspective, I understand why they needed to do it. But if she, it, like, if she had started talking, but she was still kind of figuring things out along the way, and didn't just start immediately talking, and was very suddenly very confident and very sure of herself. I also think some of the reason of her saying what she did, I mean, when she first, like you guys said, she's suddenly very wise. And uh, one of the first things she says is, you're dying. Yep. Um, so that's very, like, what are you, a psych- I mean, what do you see? You have more powers than we know of. Um, 
but it it was all it was very much part of the storytelling because they were constantly reminding us, oh, by the way, you know, he's dying. So don't <laughs> right. think it's out of the blue. He's dying. They told us like four or five times throughout the film. He's dying. Which they didn't even really need to say that often because just look at him. <laughs> he looks like he is on his last legs and he is just done. And again, I'm, we really, I really want to stress again, I cannot stress enough how amazing I think the performances are in this film from Hugh Jackman and especially, as I said to Scott, Sir Patrick fucking Stewart. This Professor <laughs> X is... And this boils down to another thing that amazes me about the film is just how depressing this movie is. I mean, my God, Logan keeping, you know, Professor X drugs so he doesn't remember that he killed the X-Men. He finally remembers it on the best day that he's had in years, only to be killed by Logan. Well, well, well X-24. Well. X-24, but still, I mean, it, I, to me, he, he thought he was being killed by Logan, especially when Logan comes in and he goes, it wasn't me, it wasn't me, it wasn't me. I mean, that was fucking heartbreaking to me. Yeah. And, then, yeah. and then, oh my God, the, the, the family. I, a, I honestly didn't think they were going to kill everybody. No, that was a surprise. And then the father's dying breath. Shooting Logan, <laughs> yeah, we're trying to, <laughs> trying yeah. to, but still, I mean, yeah. this is just an unbearably dark film. Mm-hmm. And again, not a superhero film, but unfortunately, I still think that superhero is going to be a stigma on this thing, and I think it's going to keep it from getting some, uh, some. Yeah, I'm going to say it. I think it's going to keep it from getting awards, and I really do believe the acting in this film deserves award recognition. If I, oh, sure. as much as yeah. I don't like awards for acting, if you're going to give them, this film deserves it. Yeah. I think it was one of the things I liked about Patrick Stewart's performance, and and some of this is credit goes to the director and and the screenwriters as well, because they were very canny about about the character. Is that when he is dealing with Logan, and cer- certainly when he's drugged up, he's you know sort of slurring his words and he's angry and he's fading in and out and he's cursing a blue streak because <laughs> you know even though they soft pedaled it in the the previous PG rated films you know that that Logan's basically saying fuck this fuck that the whole time like he does in this movie right. so Xavier basically is communicating in his language but as soon as there's a child around. Suddenly he perks up, he becomes he becomes nurturing and professorial and he watches his language and he's mm-hmm. he's 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 tutoring her the whole time. Even even when they're just watching a movie, he's explaining why it's significant. Um, no. didn't, he even didn't chides, say... he becomes himself again. Go ahead, Jeff. <laughs> no, say, and did, he even chides Logan for using language in front of the girl at one point. <laughs> right. Yes, this feral killing machine. But... <laughs> language. Uh. But Scotty, didn't you say this movie was like a Peck and Paw film? Oh, I think that was. Uh, I think Mary said said that. Oh, Mary she said had, that. She had read that. That it was. Yeah, it, uh, it, it's true. Peck and Paw is definitely a, a, if not a precursor, then an inspiration for the way for because the they, the violence was um, kind of lyrical, but at the same time very grungy and realistic it's 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 weird how there's a combination of these balletic movements but then these just utterly gruesome uh outcomes speaking of 
My yes. fav- one of my favorite shots in the movie is in Vegas when uh, Professor X is having a seizure and mm-hmm. Logan is clawing through the walls. And that one guard who can is still conscious sees him moving forwards and he knows he's about to get the claw in his face. Yeah. And he can't do And Logan just moving f- slower towards him. And the look on the guard's face as Logan gets closer and closer. I mean, the the action star, the action fan in me was going, yeah, but the human in me was going, that poor man. Right. <laughs> By the way, I think that's Oklahoma City, not Vegas. Oh, sorry. But oh, yeah, uh, you're right. You're right. OK, yeah. OK. But uh, this is Indian, that... Indian casinos. <laughs> <laughs> But again, that juxtaposition of the action fan going, yeah, but the person in me going, that poor. I mean, the movie nailed it. Yeah. 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 Also, uh, in uh, in the uh, topic of of surprisingly really good performances, Stephen goddamn Merchant. Oh. Yeah. I I saw his name come up in the credits. I'm like, goofy man Stephen Merchant, really? But, like, he nailed it. I didn't oh, see his. Shit. I didn't see his name come up in the credits. Uh, I don't how I. I don't know how he missed it. Because I, it, it I didn't worked. either, Scott. When I saw him, I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's Stephen yeah. Merchant!" Yeah. Holy <laughs> what? Really? That's what awesome. Yeah, I was. Very, I was very excited to see him, but I didn't. Uh, I thought it would be he would be doing a you know a sort of a supporting comic turn. Yeah. Not. A, not I sort of, but barely. It was. Okay. A, it was, a, he, it was enough a, to, be, to be quippy. And that's what the character called for, this little snap snap thing that he did, you know, snapping mm-hmm. at him all the problems he's been causing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah. Which, I mean, I that's the first time I've ever seen Stephen Merchant do anything that was even close to being, like, the straight man. Mm, right. So it was really right. fun to see him play that type of character. And to see the two of them sort of um, nagging. Each other. Yeah. I, I mean, the the interesting thing about it is, is part of the reason I bought this whole uh, the, the, the 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 degenerative state of all the characters when we meet them uh, is because there is this sort of um, this sort of senior quality to to Wolverine. I mean, he does have that. He's, he's sort of he claims he's out for himself. And yet time again, partly because he's virtually indestructible, he takes uh, pain from you know, other people's pain or he, he takes a, literally takes a bullet for them. And I, I, a few people have complained and and I've tried not to read in advance of this discussion, try not to read too many reviews, but a couple of people complained. Why is Wolverine's this, this, you know, human animal. He's this bestial creature. Why is he, you know, Mr. Mom for, for, uh, uh, for professor X. And I say, you know what? The, the, the maternal Uh. sort of maternal uh, way he's treating in, in caring for for um, Xavier in this, to me mirrors the paternal or at least avuncular relationship he developed with Rogue in the first. Yeah, I'm sorry, that's bullshit. And there's a lot of men and women who take care of their parents. Mm-hmm. It was a yep. taking care of your elderly parent. Yep. That's and what it, it is. It has nothing to do with being a femi or womanish or anything like that it's taking care of your elderly and dying parent parental it's, figure in this case so exactly. that asshole and they go out of their way, was, go ahead. they go out of their way to to underscore that but later on when when they meet the uh the the farmer family and he says that's my dad chuck yep and he yeah. refers to something let me get my dad settled let me so yeah the, the, their relationship their that father-son is, relationship is because very made very explicit in this film let's not forget person he was keeping his father from remembering a horrible thing that his dad had That's done. That's another thing he took on. He would 
when 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 Xavier says Logan, what have you done? He it, rather than saying no, you killed a bunch of people and I'm hiding you in a in a collapsed water tank. He he basically lets Xavier think that he killed uh, all their friends, killed yeah. all of Xavier's students. He again, it's he is taking on that taking yeah. on that sin. Which, by the way, but, in the comics, Old Man Logan, um, that is actually yeah. what happened. Yeah. In the comics, Wolverine did kill all the X Men. Right. Yeah. Did you notice? Did you notice how um, when when we start out the movie and Logan's got this gray hair and he's all you know veins everywhere and you know totally bedraggled. By the time he gets to the folks' house, his hair is darker. He's got less less of a limp. Yeah. And he's looking better. When he's back in the game, you know, it starts him cooking again. It's like it's like uh, the. uh, oh, what what is that terrible movie series with Christopher Lambert? Highlander. Highlander? Right. Apparently, <laughs> apparently Wolverine got somebody's quickening. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. I think the movie you're referring to is The Fortress. <laughs> okay, here's a question for everybody here. I have heard apparently there is some debate over the meaning of the brilliantly delivered, so this is what this feels like line. Yes. Some people feel that it is uh, Wolverine experiencing death, and some people feel that it is Wolverine experiencing happiness at bonding with his daughter, and there are valid points to be made for each side. I want to know what you guys think that line means. Okay, can I go first? Please. Uh, I want to believe that it's both. Um, but I, I, I think because Patrick Stewart's character uh, mentioned, hey, remember, I want you to soak this in. When they're with the family, he says, this is what normal life feels like. You know, happiness, okay. someone, people who love you, whatever. Because that specifically was mentioned in the film, okay. I think the filmmaker meant that. However, like any good filmmaking, uh, it, it should resonate with, the audience to mean whatever they whatever impacts them the most Mm -hmm. so i think it can mean both but i believe the filmmaker meant perhaps that 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 oh my gosh this is what it feels like to have someone love you because she was weeping clearly she was she had connected with him so i think he was finally for the first time accepting that someone cared for him that much not that it hadn't happened before but he was accepting Look at this this person, this other individual who loves me like a parent for no good reason other than, I guess, you know. And so that's what I think the filmmaker did intend because it was mentioned earlier in the film. But I think it can be both. Okay. John? Yeah, I, that, my sense when it, when it actually happened was, uh, was yeah, the, that he, he was looking at uh, his daughter, basically, and, uh, and feeling that, uh, yeah, this is what, is what this is what family feels like is what the impression I got at the moment. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Uh, I agree. <laughs> Just cause yeah, like Blanche said, they set it up and uh, that was kind of the, the payoff for it. Uh, I, see, I, I don't, I, okay. uh, no, just, I agree. I don't really have much more to add. <laughs> okay. I, I, I see. I, the one review I did read uh, made a point of saying that Logan's uh, journey ends when he finally is able to experience death. So that's what this feels like. And 
when I read that, I thought, no, that's wrong. And for all the reasons that that uh, you guys have said, and for two others, I mean, yeah, uh, like Blanche mentions, uh, Xavier points out, this is what it's like to have a family. This is what it's like to be loved. This is this is what it's like when people care about each other. And he specifically says, it's not too late for you. Yeah. Now, so he does experience. Granted, he waits to the last fucking second to experience <laughs> it, but he still he still gets it in. And also at that same moment. Where he where he's where he says this so this is what this feels like. She calls him daddy. So the the should fact have been that you should have been here, but she's bilingual. Um, so I, I think that makes it as explicit as it needs to be. And I, I think people who think he's talking about death maybe didn't connect on the, the, the on the on an emotional level with the film to, to the same degree. What do you think, Jeff? See, I'm I'm really kind of torn because the actor in me is that line, that line broke me. I'm not gonna lie. Out of yeah. that entire movie, that was the moment where I just completely broke down. I am in awe of his delivery of that line. I I honestly don't know how to take it. I mean, all of you guys have actually been helping me to interpret even better because that was. Literally, that that moment just it it left a hole in my heart. If that makes sense, I mean, this movie really kicked me in the balls, mm-hmm. much more so than I was expecting. I mean, I knew it was going to be an emotional ride, but I mean, I, I like I told Scott when I got out of it, I I was drained. I mean, I felt like I felt like I did after I watched Requiem for a Dream the first time. Oh really? But but it, it, not I I'm not feeling bad, but I mean emotionally drained. That's that that full sense of like I went through a complete ringer. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. I uh, and seriously, no. Your guys's interpretations. I mean, the family thing makes sense, but every time I think about that, there's just a look in his face. I I'm kind of with Blanche. I I'm I want to think it means both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really do, just because every time I think about that scene, there's just, I see, I can see the joy, but then I can also see him going, wow, after 200 some years, I'm done. Right. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, also only because, and this is me, I feel it, only because this movie is so fucking unrelentlessly depressing, except for that final shot, which does give you some hope. Yeah, it's funny. I didn't find it depressing. I found it, I, it it was emotionally punishing at times, but depressing is, is to me is a film that's that's bleak and hopeless and and ends on that note. It, they they went through hell and there was tremendous loss, but uh, and and as much as I was tearing up at the end, uh, I didn't find it a depressing or hopeless film. Okay, I agree with Scott. I didn't find it hopeless. Well, I, I, I did. I, 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 there's a little bit of hope at the end. I do agree with you there. That last shot, and especially when she turns the cross into an X. I mean, that's beautiful. <laughs> yes. It's it beautiful. It's fitting. It's a great way to. I mean, it's a great final shot for the film. But it's just. It's. That's. I can't. That's just me. I mean, I did. I walked out of that thing going, God damn, I love that, but I am so upset right now. Well, let, let's talk a little bit about why this this movie had so much more emotional impact than uh, just about any other 
film in the superhero genre I can think of. Partly, I think it was it was beautifully made. I mean, that's we'll take that as a given. And uh, it, it was well written and it was acted at a at a very high level for this kind of film. It wasn't people you had people who had grown into their roles. And I think this this is for me this is kind of the key part because you've got Hugh Jackman who is the first and so far only actor to play the character in live action. He's put his his stamp on it in a very indelible way. And you've seen him. We've he's been with the the franchise for 17 years. And uh, so it's it's always sad when something like that ends. Personally, I wish he'd he'd do a, a cameo in the next Deadpool movie. Yes. So he, so he, so he can do an, uh, he, he can do get get in his twenty years and retire with a decent pension. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's another matter. Um, well, both him uh, and that... Ian McKellen would be great because as they both lamented, they're like, "That's it, we're done. We're not going to be. We're not allowed in the X Men movies anymore." Yes. And uh, and so to see him in this was really. Was really great, and yes, I agree. He they sh- they should both make appearances in the Deadpool movies. What the fuck? Just keep them going. I agree. Just keep I them going. Yes. It, so it's the it's the true uh, heartbreak of and he was only two days from retirement. <laughs> <laughs> he'd gotten so his <laughs> boat. He'd gotten his boat, and he was gonna. Well, he had gotten his boat. Actually, yeah. that, that that was an interesting thing because when when, when I was watching that, and he says we're gonna go live in the ocean. The, the implication being where you can't kill anybody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking, well, yeah, but you're going to give you're going to give a bunch of shitload of fish cerebral hemorrhages. And then you're going to be a, then you're going to be yeah, in a exactly. hassle with They'll Aquaman. Have, just make them <laughs> leap into the boat so you don't have to go fishing. Yeah, and no, there you're fed. Going to have a team up with Aquaman and Wolverine. <laughs> awesome. Anyway, so so for me, what, what was interesting was. I mean, Logan doesn't age. That's a part. I mean, so obviously that you can't have the same actor for forever. But I mean, that's a that's a big part of his power set. And and the loneliness of immortality is a major element of his character and his personality. But I think he's at his most interesting in this film precisely because he's gotten old and everything's breaking down. And I was thinking that I kind of felt that that Skyfall was the most interesting James Bond movie because they acknowledged aging and they acknowledged you know the the passage of time and it wasn't just you know sort of winky nods to to the past or or you know putting in easter eggs there was there was a sort of a sense of loss and and things passing from your life um but the thing about james bond is you know he bond isn't played by the same actor the whole way through bond mm-hmm. bond doesn't age in the same way he 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 regenerates like doctor who mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but with with uh, Jackman, I mean, he's the 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 only one to play this guy. And you've got other actors who've played who've played. I mean, like Superman, played by other actors. Batman, Spider Man, all played by other actors. But this, they were able to to take the the fact that we have watched him for seventeen years and use that mm-hmm. to just stomp on our hearts. Yes. <laughs> Because if, like, if Superman dies, it's like, oh, no, Henry Cavill died. He's been Superman since uh, that other crappy film two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to ignore well, you, that. Well, you bring that up. And, and I, it's funny because I was thinking when, when we first see what's his, what do they call him? X-24. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When we first see him and he's in shadow, oddly enough, I thought, is that Jackman or, or is that Richard Armitage? And mm. that sparked okay. in my brain the moment that I'm like, holy shit, 
the new guy, the new Hex, the new Logan for the ongoing X-Men films, Richard Armitage. He kind of looked like him. And uh, as long as he gets the accent right, it's he's I like him. He's a good actor. So anyway, what do you I don't know. Anybody get any thoughts for the new X, the, the new uh, Logan? I'm hoping, well, supposedly Mangold said that he wants to do an X-23 film. Yes. That is his his next goal. He wants to carry on. I think, he, and I'm, now, the rumors are already circulating that they'll age her to make her more, because she's older in the comic. But I'm like, no, fuck that. Make it about the girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Continue on with if, if, if they actually if he continues on with the girl story, I am totally fucking down with that. Let Logan stay dead for a while, at least for a while. What what reason yeah. I like that idea? Well, partly partly because they, they have a lot of material in the in, in the comics to draw on because she's been around for a while. But one of the reasons I like that is because that means it will continue it will continue to be set in in the 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 near future. Yep. So it doesn't does not have to be affected by any of the. Uh, the rest of the series continuity because mm-hmm. yep. they've made right. some bad decisions in some yes, of those they have. <laughs> So yes, let, let, let Mango play in his own little mini verse that he has by virtue of the fact that he's, it's set in the future. And eventually we can get up to the year 2099 and bring in all those fucking awesome heroes. Oh God. Come on. I love the 2099 comics. Oh, it'll, it's going to happen eventually. I mean, you know, now that Marvel's opened the, uh, you know, the multiverse is open now, so it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, uh, okay, so, John, why do you think it, it, it was as successful emotionally, had more of an emotional impact then? Or do you agree with that? Well, yeah, I mean, they, one of the reasons is because this is this is what they do so well, is they they tend to skirt cliches. They don't, they lead you up to where you think a cliche moment will happen, and they give you something else, like the thing that Jeff mentioned where, uh, at the uh, in his dying breath, you figure this is the point where the uh, the the father says, you know, yeah, I tried or whatever, and they they bond for, while he's dying. But no, he tries to shoot him because yeah. you brought this to my house, you brought this all to my to my life, even though I know you're the good guy. Uh, it's just it's just perfect because that's that's how life is. That's what it happens. Felt and, real. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You always so, want someone to blame for your problems. And, and when you can do that. <laughs> then you know how to manipulate us emotionally. You know how to get us to those places. And they do. They, they, they get us to those places. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Got us feeling for all these characters. You know, it didn't feel... I, I, I know, I know the, the, the sense you're using the word, but it didn't, feel, it didn't feel emotionally manipulative the way some movies are, where they, they're, they're very, they're very sure. cheap tearjerkers. I feel like this... Yes, I was being emotionally manipulated, but I feel like they earned the response that they got because they laid in the groundwork going up. If you, if you feel like you've been emotionally manipulated, then they don't know how to do it. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Yep. 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 You see, that's, um, I know I am in the minority for this and I will get flamed for this, but I don't care. That's how I feel about ET. Hmm. I oh, absolutely. you're not you're not alone in that. There's a lot. There are a lot of people who think it's it's manipulative. Uh, there are there are more. Oh, of us. Yeah. I honestly I honestly didn't know that for years. I thought I was like one of the only people who do not like who cannot stand E.T. I hate that movie. No, Mary won't watch it. Oh, oh, t- oh, I love your wife even more. I love your wife even more. But I mean, this I, I totally agree with you, John. Th- th- he knows what he's doing. Yes, this film was emotional rape, but I didn't care because I liked the characters. I cared about what was happening in the world. Right. Exactly. Exactly. 
mean, if you want to if you want to have a talk about ET, we can do that some other time because I I saw it when I was like four, and then seeing it as an adult, I see it totally differently. So I have of two minds. I'm the exact so, same way, Blanche. I am the exact yeah. same way. I know what you mean. Yeah, I'm like split with what I know I felt when I first saw it, and then since seeing it as an adult, I'm like, whoa. That's not what I remember at all. That actually so. might be an interesting conversation. We might have to yes. do that, Scott. Stay, stay tuned, people. We'll be taking E.T. down. <laughs> I Find like it. it. We need to do this. This must happen. Anyway. All right, John. I'm sorry, John. What were you saying? No, as I said, that uh, when you think about it, every film is emotionally manipulated because they're taking a, full, a artificial situation and making it real uh, for us. And mm-hmm. the ones that are succeed are the ones like Logan, and the ones that don't succeed are apparently E.T. <laughs> <laughs> so in other words, the ones that actually make it real for us. Yeah, exactly. They succeed when you're four years old. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. When you, yeah, you, you get the Drew Barrymore perspective. Exactly. Well, yeah, I think we're the same age or something like that. <laughs> yeah, she, she was four. It's like, she's yeah. the star of the film, right? It's about her. <laughs> Isn't it? I thought it was. <laughs> And four-year-olds are inherently dumb. Four-year-olds don't like Brussels sprouts. They're delicious. Come uh, on. So, indeed. So here's what going out on the limb on that one. You're going to get <laughs> <laughs> So here's what I want to know. I was thinking Jeff taking where? all the heat and flame. I'm yeah. cold. Okay. I, I want to know where that uh, used car dealership that sells your car with uh, a new paint job, new tires, new and tires. a shovel. Yeah, and a shovel. And oh, the a shovel. shovel. The key yeah. is the, the shovel with every car. That's a very targeted dealership. It really is. <laughs> they cater to a certain clientele. They know who their clientele is. <laughs> I I mean, I remember that it's much, it's improved in the future because I remember in the, the old days, Cal Worthington, you'd buy a used car, you'd just get a trowel. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe, well, the- maybe a garden weasel. You're lucky. Uh, and the ones who would chop up their. Yeah. <laughs> it's like if you ask, if you buy, if you buy a car for cash, you're in a big hurry and you ask them to throw in a shovel. That seems like you're giving away a hint of what your intentions are. <laughs> well, the, yeah. see, that's the thing. They realized they were getting that request quite a lot. They said, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's Oklahoma. We're getting a lot of Badland style serial killers moving through here. <laughs> Let's just add the shovel option as standard. <laughs> we're going to increase our business. Hey, it's exactly. marketing. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, they know who. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Well, we. I have a feeling we could go on about how much we like this film forever. So let's. Oh God. Uh, let's wrap it up and go to the uh, to the fascinating, irritating thing. So we're getting to that point in the show, and let's start with Jeff. Okay. Uh, the fascinating thing for me is obvious: the fact that this made me care about comic book characters. That was fascinating. Improbable. Not irritating, too? Uh, no, not at all. I freely admit. I mean, I, I don't think I, this is this was I'm not, I'm not going to say it was a once in a lifetime occurrence, because now that it's happened, I think it could happen again. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I, I wanted to ask, Jeff, in particular, because you have not been silent about your hatred of the superhero craze of late. Yes. And how you, you feel like it will ruin movies. In, I never war. said that expressly. Uh, something to that effect. I can't remember <laughs> the exact phrasing, but but something to, the, to that effect. Yes. But now, <clears throat> now after Logan and Deadpool, uh, is 
has there been a shift? I won't say there's been a shift because I still think that I still, uh, I now think that there are people out there who are actually, there are superhero filmmakers out there who are more, that are, are more interested in telling stories than making the multi-million dollars to carry on the franchise. It now looks like there are people who are more interested in crafting individual stories than creating the next puzzle piece. If there are more individual stories as opposed to puzzle pieces, I will totally be on board. Amen. I'm just sick of puzzle pieces. I want stories. <laughs> Does yeah. that make sense? I mean, yeah, honestly, yeah. I mean, yeah. am I am, am I am I pissing in the wind here? No, 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 no. 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 One of the most annoying things about about uh, superhero the superhero franchises is are the movies that are clearly there to set up the next movie. Are the uh, elements? Are the elements? <clears throat> The plot points that are clearly there set up in the same movie and have nothing to do with the story you're you're watching. But I mean, yeah, that's the one thing. And I mean, Logan and Deadpool has proved that there are people out there who just want to tell stories. And if more people will tell stories that are feature superheroes, I'll be happy as shit. I okay. want good stories. I don't care what genre they're in. If they're good stories, I'll fucking watch it. <laughs> All right. Uh, and the irritating thing? Irritating thing for me. Um. Wow. Um, the fact, the, the fact that I had to find, that we had to find nitpicky things to not like in a superhero film. Well, that's, that's more irritation with our podcast than with the film. <laughs> well, then, okay, then I'm irritated at us. The fact that you're, we liked it. You're irritated with our format. All right. That's I am fair. irritated that we couldn't find more things to rag on this film about because I feel like I shouldn't like it as much because it's a superhero film. But to everybody, well done. You've made a believer out of me. Congratulations. This is an historic moment. I'm oh, no, say. he's a true believer. Uh-oh. <laughs> I will accept that now. After this movie, I will accept that. I am fine with that. And, and as Stan Lee would say of a true believer, enough said. Enough okay, said. so, uh, Indy. Uh, interesting thing for me, or just something I, I really kind of liked about it, was that it's a very violent film with children and they didn't shy away from the violence or the vulgarity with children to the point that, yeah, th those kids were downright sadistic monsters towards the end, justifying. Oh, like I didn't find myself repulsed by them, but I did also kind of find myself repulsed by them, especially when they, when they finally grab the uh, cyborg arm guy and they <laughs> all use their powers in brutal fashion to not kill him, to slowly torture him to death. Yeah. Yep. And it's like, okay, this is justified. I'm with them on this, but goddamn. <laughs> I am not, went, just, went, I am not went, babysitting these kids. Yeah, no. It went beyond hit girl and kick ass. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> that, that scene was like, oh, it's torture time. Yeah. And they they just and they didn't shy away from from the gore, like because it was nice to see the claws tear through people because it's like of course that would happen but it was also really nice to see the less explicit superpowers and the the actual damage it would cause in a human being like mm. the guy who gets needles shoved through his face <laughs> for like a good five seconds before he's needles, exploding yeah. <laughs> and the guy the guy the guy who gets his arm frozen and then shot. oh yeah. 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 yeah like they didn't hold back with Ooh. any of it and it was great Okay. Um, irritating thing. Uh, I mean, 
again, like Jeff said, we have to find little nitpicky stuff to, to, to call out. But for me, it was how quickly Laura kind of figured out the world as soon as she started talking. Mm. That was the, and it's, again, it's a very minor thing. I understand it. I can accept it, but if I got to pick one irritating thing, that's it. Okay. All right. Blanche. Uh, fascinating. Fascinating was actually a, a real fascinating, like really brain. You did, you what you did that, um, was I wanted to love this notion that, uh, this was, you know, Logan's, daughter which technically i guess he was she was um that in some shots <laughs> because of the the x-men thing i saw her like yeah she looks a little like famka johnson <laughs> 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 nothing like famka johnson but like i was like yeah this could be logan's and 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 you know her daughter and yeah and i was like fascinated with my brain going what are you doing <laughs> not even it's not even there's no it's just Logan's DNA. There's nothing else. And your brain yeah. was shipping behind your back. It was totally <laughs> shipping behind my back. It was it was kind of irritating too. But no, but yeah, and also fascinated that they found this uh, young actress who 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 is not uh, she's not inexperienced. She was on a TV series in Mexico, and so she's had her own. Like, she's an experienced actress, and she so they she did a great job. Um. Irritating. But if it gets your your mind thinking that, it's done its job, right? It's true. But, yeah, irritating was like what John said, is that, like, all these children raised in Mexico, none of them spoke Spanish (laughs) other than her. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Uh, Uh, Let's see. Fascinating uh, for me is uh, how permanent the deaths felt. Um. Yeah, both both Charles and Logan's in in comic book movies, death feels like at most an inconvenience. You know, I'm looking it's, at you, BVS. Yeah, it's exactly. It's like getting a Charlie horse during a 10K. Oh, that'll slow him down a little. Um, it's not like I don't think the characters will be back. I mean, a reboot is inevitable whenever 20th Century Fox feels the red ink lapping at its bottom line. Um, hell, they've already rebooted this very franchise. Um with the whatever the other movies but uh, although when they did reboot the other franchise they they did it well i'll just say this um that charles and logan have been this constant thread woven through the saga from the very beginning and like i said before superman batman spider-man they've all been played by multiple actors but patrick stewart and hugh jackman really embody these characters and it really feels like they're gone now and that's not that's not the way you usually feel at the end of a movie where a major character dies, like a uh, uh, like uh, Wrath of Khan, you know, like yep. Spock dies. He goes, oh, you know, they're already setting it up like, well, the Genesis planet might, you know, they're all but saying, well, this might bring him back. And like you say, in BVS, the dirt's floating. He'll be back. So but this felt this felt permanent and real and like the 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 you know wages of sin or death so i i was i never really felt that before in a superhero movie and i was it's it's you know why i didn't feel that scott it's just because it's entirely up to like for specifically yes if if hugh jackman keeps to his word that he's done Mm -hmm. then then it's done for him uh i did know that we're gonna see wolverine again we'll see it 
And so I didn't feel it in that way. And also because I know that there are the old man Logan comics, if Hugh Jackman wants to come back, he can come back. Sure. Because he's still young enough to play Logan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so oh, I, I agree. I, 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 I agree. Because if the actor changed his mind, there's sure. going to be a way for him to play Logan. If they you're absolutely you're absolutely right. And and I, you know, I I was I have thought about that, but I I, I guess I'm going with how I felt in the movie. Um, in the movie, irrespective of all of those things, which are absolutely true, uh, it it felt it felt real in the story. And and usually in the story, I'm just rolling my eyes. Right. Oh, it's a cheap way to raise the stakes. Or, oh, is somebody having a contract dispute? Yeah. <laughs> Didn't feel that way this time. Uh, irritating. Um, I will have to say this movie must hold the record for most times the protagonist passed out and woke up to find himself somewhere. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm pretty sure Resident Evil, the final chapter, has this uh, movie. Maybe. But, I mean, this start, that happened the very first scene and then, like, six more times. I mean, Memento? when he did... Memento. Well, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Typical male doesn't realize how prevalent roofies are. Uh, <laughs> all right, I'll just say this: <laughs> when, when he when he passed out and woke up twice in the shack in North Dakota, it just it just start it started to get a little funny for me. I mean, I got like this guy yeah. loses consciousness the way I lose my keys. <laughs> uh, so, John, last words. Uh. So what I found fascinating was how they made Stephen Merchant look even uglier than he really is. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> It's not ugly. He's adorably quirky. <laughs> <laughs> He's my little Lilo. Then they made him. They made him even more adorably quirky. <laughs> really there we go. Yeah. He, they, they made him unbearably quirky. We, yeah, we gotta keep that door open in case Stephen Merchant ever wants to come on the show. Terribly <laughs> quirky. I like it. That. Yeah, and uh, irritating was uh, okay. So there's this adamantium bullet, and as I recall, aren't his uh, blades made of adamantium? And mm-hmm. shouldn't they just have been killing each other during that fight when they were all clawing and stabbing and through the head and everything? Shouldn't that have done it too? Why does it have to be a bullet? Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> I never thought of that. Yeah. Oh, good point. I'm glad I didn't think of that in the movie. Yeah. yeah. All right. Valid point. Damn. Valid point. Very valid point. Okay. And on that note, having completely spoiled the film for you. Um, Wait, he dies? <laughs> all right thank Where's you very gandalf much. why ain't gandalf in this movie <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> well he's no he's standing at the border of canada <laughs> no, not he's okay. welcoming everybody to eden there we go Here, here's the last thing that bugged me now that you mentioned that why is what was the name the a company Al- Al- alkali transigen was that was that the name uh why is this company so desperate to capture the kids before they cross the canadian border they they had no problem shooting everything that that lived below the mexican border exactly they're paramilitary i mean what yeah, the hell? They're, they they're don't care. yeah why are they suddenly say oh well sure we can kill we can murder everybody you know in tijuana but uh we we can't set foot we can't set one toe over the 49th parallel it's the Trudeau. It's the Trudeau legacy. Ah. <laughs> he is. Right. Don't don't question it. 
Right. It's like, well, we can't we can't violate uh, Canada's sovereignty because their prime minister is so hot. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the Mexican guy's a little jolly. All right. <laughs> Thank you very much to our new movie crew. Yeah. And Yay. Indy, we will be back in two weeks. And I believe this will be no, it's our... next week. It's next week. Remember, we've got the next that week. Thing? is the official... Wait That a thing we've got. Oh, no, I'm thing. sorry. It is two right. weeks. It is two weeks. I'm we are back on schedule. It's my fault. All right. So I believe we'll be doing our uh, which uh, which 1930s Asian American uh, detective was the most racist. We and need I, a new name for that. We do. We really, really got to streamline that. Uh, Some, cat, something pithy. We will be watching a Charlie Chan, a Mr. Wong and a Mr. Moto film. And we will post on the Slumgullion website the titles of the films that we will be watching in case by any, I don't know, for, for, for whatever reason, if you want to watch along. You are more than welcome to do so. Uh, that will be up in the next few days, and we will be back in two weeks. Until then, later. Do, 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 do. Slumgullion. We still got some guests on the Slumgullion. We're not showing breasts on the Slumgullion. Should probably fade on the Slumgullion. And now we can talk about Logan. Yay! So what did you think? Um, first of all, it was it was quite violent. Well, you that knew was that my going friend. in. I knew I knew going in from the commercials and the trailers and such. Um, so I was I tried to be ready for the brutality. I had I admit I hid my things, but this was had this was a violent superhero movie that had so much heart. It it twin it. It hurt me a little bit. It was a little twinge. It was just so emotionally packed. I mean, with um, with a little girl, obviously, with uh, Charles X. Oh, being, uh, oh hmm, Sir Patrick fucking Stewart. Uh, just so I think if this doesn't get at least a nomination for Best Picture. I don't think it will. As it I said, should. As I said, I don't think it will because I believe the superhero um, uh, uh, label is a stigma. It is. It is. But I, t- I would say take that off. It's like Patton Oswalt said, this is a superhero movie if Peckinpah had directed it. Completely agreed. Completely agree. And you know what? It just take, if you erase, erase, erase. It's a character picture. It's a character picture. Yep. Yep. Sure. There's. And it's not really even, I wouldn't say there's super heroics going on. It's just survival going on. Yep. And the, 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 the journey that the characters take is just mind-blowing, scary, and eventually kind of uplifting See, in a depressed kind of way. Here's my problem is mm-hmm. um, I'm not I'm not sure if I feel uplifted. I talked about this when um, we did the full movie crew segment. And since then, I've seen it again. Oh, yeah. I've now seen it three times uh-huh. in the theater. OK. Which for a non Star Wars movie is rare for me. So I mean, <laughs> right off the bat, folks, that should tell you how much I love this film. Mm-hmm. And um one of the things that I'd said in the group, I'm still having a problem wrapping around is 
the feeling of hopefulness because to me this is just nothing but a bleak movie as i said in the group i feel i felt after watching this and i still do every time i watch this movie i feel like i felt after watching requiem for a dream i feel emotionally just dead well it's you know what it's because there is so much emotion going on and you put so much emotion into the movie and the storyline it does ring you out a bit and I think maybe it's because, like, not being a superhero fan, maybe the fact that this film did get me invested so much, I'm more invested. I don't know. Maybe. Because this uh, isn't no- my, my normal thing. But I swear to God, when I realized that, you know, what Professor X had done and why Logan was keeping him medicated, mm-hmm. that, that, burnt, that ripped a hole in my heart right there. And the, yeah. fact, and the fact that Professor X realizes what he did the, the, the day, one of his greatest days in years. Yeah. And then to be killed by Logan. Well, not killed by well, Logan. Well, he thinks it's Logan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He but he was dies. alive a little bit. He, but he died after knowing it wasn't Logan. I don't know. I was, was Patrick no, Stewart he... still alive when Logan said yeah. it wasn't me? It wasn't me? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I honestly thought he I thought he was dead before that. Okay. No, no. Oh, can I ju- and speaking of that whole uh unlogan thing. Yes. Whatever X24. he's called. X24. X24. Um damn, I mean Eric LaSalle and his family. Oh. Holy f- I thought they were going to be fine. <laughs> I thought I was like, oh, this is nice little family homey time, and then <gasps> slaughtered the boy. Yep. Holy yep. Duh. And then Eric Lasalle, who we think is killed, and then he comes back and he's like, gonna fight, and then he dies. It's just like, what? I kind of thought Eric Lasalle was going to join Logan and X twenty three, Laura, uh, on their little trip. I <laughs> I thought he was. I was like, oh, here's the replacement for Professor X. No, he died. Nope, he dies too. Uh, He died. I give James, I give James Mangold credit. I mean, he killed off the entire X Men. He did, but isn't that that's very canon with the the comic book, from what I understand? In the in the comic book, it was Wolverine and an old man Logan. It was Wolverine. Yeah, he was under a spell by an old Spider Man villain, a Mysterio, in fact. Mysterio. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what, that's what set it up. But I think changing it to Professor X is such a better idea. Yeah, I think, I think that, and it's, it set up a really great traumatic arc. The reason why I think uplifting in the end was because sure, the original X-Men are gone, but here are these kids who have great power and they have great responsibility already. They already are responsible for each other. Um, going off into, like many of us would like to do these days, Canada. Canada, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I get it. I, I get that. I thought that, that was uplifting. And I they, don't they were know. Gonna be, Go ahead. Isn't I'm there sorry. a Canadian, there are Canadian X-Men, right? Oh, yeah. There, There's actually, I can't remember the name of it, but I used to yeah. read, I read the comic briefly because like there was a Sasquatch that was a main character. Alpha Flight. That's, That's it. their name, okay. Alpha Flight. But, so maybe they're um, and that's what that's what a lot of people are thinking that awful flights up there for them. I mean, it's, and I, I get that. I do because I understand it's like the next generation has gone on, and again, but this is just me. 
there's two hours and 15 minutes of just unrelenting depression and sadness and violence with 10 seconds of hope at the end. Now, again, I'm not saying that this is not a bad thing, because, again, I love the movie Requiem for a Dream. I mm-hmm. think that's a fucking brilliant film, but it is an emotional nut punch. And so is Logan. It is. Um, but I think one of the I think the, the the tones that were hit during in this movie, I think, were perfect. I think. Agreed. Um, well, number the whole origin story for the kids yep. was heartbreaking. But the fact that these nurses who everybody was like, meh, nurses, what do they know? Were the heroes for those kids and got them out of there. I loved that. I loved um, I loved the connection that Logan, I think, had with his his child, his child with the, his DNA. Yep. Um, it 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 reminded me a lot of the connection that he had with Rogue in the first X Men movie. I can see and, that. Yeah, and you can and when he sees the comic books and he sees Rogue, that yeah. he has a little bit of a reaction there. Yeah. And so um, I I loved. I mean, I think the relationships were well done in this. Even, um, oh my God, it helped me out. I didn't, I, I was too stunned after the movie was over to pay attention to the credits. Um, who played the albino? Oh, the we talk about it. I don't remember his name. They were all Shoot. shocked that he was even in the film. I as soon as he, as soon as he spoke, I was like, oh my God, it's that guy. Yes, exactly. That's what everybody else said too. Who's that guy? Um, <laughs> we are not doing a Grease 2 song. <laughs> um, but he was – that was a great uh, uh, relationship. I think this was such – this was a relationship-driven movie. This is, uh, this is something else. From, begi- from beginning to end. Yes. And the other thing that I said that I do want to reiterate because I think it's very important is that it doesn't set anything else up. It's its own story. It's, it's not its a stepping story. stone to anything else. You don't. You, you're not going to have seen this to see the next movie. Um, it is its own concise beginning, middle, and ending. That's it. Here it is. It is. And there, there more is superhero no, films should do that. I think. Sorry. I think. Well, there is no end credit scene, folks. There is no end credit scene. Don't stay. Your end credit scene is at the beginning. Is at the beginning. <laughs> It is. I mean, that's yeah. where the play it did. Now, you didn't see the Deadpool thing before Logan, did you? Uh, I've seen Deadpool. No, I mean the Deadpool 2 teaser. Oh, yes, I have. Did you see it before Logan? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Because I know some people said they didn't see it before the, before before oh. Logan. That's yeah, why no, I, I was it. like, oh, yeah, no, that. And that's one of the, Okay, so they hadn't. So I will ask you. There were mm-hmm. some people who thought that that was going to be an end credit scene. I I say that 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 Deadpool thing works much better at the beginning because after those that two hours and twenty minutes I could not deal with Deadpool. No, you can't. No, it would have been inappropriate. It's like having a a birthday clown after at a wake, after the burial and stuff. It's like what that doesn't make any sense. Before the film, I was perfectly fine with it. Yeah, I was like, all yeah. right, this is kind of cool. All right, kind of like kind of like a warm up. Exactly, and I mean, you know, any chances. Like, oh. 
And any chance to see Ryan Reynolds' ass, I'm fine with. I freely admit that. But, um, I mean, but yeah, I'm, I'm so glad that it wasn't a post-credit scene. I'm glad there isn't a post-credit scene. Right. Now then, um, before we go, everybody else got to do this. So you get to do, <gasps> as our final word on Logan, the fascinating, irritating. Okay. Fascinating. For me, fascinating was the relationship between Logan and Laura. And, okay. and the 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 valleys and then the peak at the end it was all valley 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 valley, valley. right and and, and, and it was particularly after, after, after she repeated repeated the names of her her comrades, comrades. right her, her comrades and and uh was like i we're doing this you and i i don't care if you're too tired or old and that kind of determination that she had and he had to respect that and how that kind of led to the eventual peak And then he dies. So (laughs) that was fascinating. Um, I also like that she got to show uh, some emotion there, calling him daddy, which kind of broke my heart a little bit. I do agree with Blanche, though. She should have called him Papa or Papa. Yes. Yes, I agree with that, too. Um, And fascinating, too, was how she memorized the uh, ending monologue for Shane. Yes, yes. Uh, irritating. They didn't bring Eric LaSalle along. <laughs> kill him. I was just like, going, not the whole family. They're not going to kill the whole family. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was my biggest. And I, I'll even repeat this because you'll giggle at this. My, my most irritating thing was the fact that they made me care about a superhero film. Yes. <laughs> I freely admit, grumpy McGrump nuts walked out of a superhero <laughs> film going, this is good. It really hit me where it counts. Yeah. And that's just something that I never, ever expected, particularly from an X-Men movie. Mm-hmm. So more, more power to them. All right, Mrs. C. Wait, what was your fascinating, or do I have to wait to listen oh, to it? Oh, 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 I should make you, I should make you listen. Honestly, I don't remember what it was. I honestly can't remember what I said, because there were so many specific things that I could have picked. Yeah, and Actually, yours don't. My fascinating, irritating thing may have been both, I don't know. Oh, okay. So well, I look forward to listening. <laughs> but then, all right, I will see you in two weeks for our <gasps> final boner. I'm going to be wearing black. As will I. As will I. And I mean, it'll, going... it'll be black boner. <laughs> but I will I will have my Buffy the Vampire Slayer T-shirt on, too. I don't have one. I'll I wear have... a crow T-shirt. <laughs> that works, too. Well, all right. <laughs> I will see you in two weeks as we say goodbye to our favorite boner. <sighs>